0: Well, what a week that has been. We've had double or nothing, we've had the promo that was the pipe bomb from MJF, and we're going to get into it all here on German Suplex with me, Dieter Wigner. Hello, welcome to the show. We're here. I'm a little bit more lively than I was last week. Like I said, I was a little bit tired, a little bit under the weather last week, but I'm full of beans, full of energy this week. And we're going to get into all sorts. So since we last caught up, we've had the double and off in pay-per-view. We've had Dynamite, we've had Rampage. So it's going to be a very AEW-centric show today. So if you're looking for some WWE content, probably not the episode for you. But if you're into all things AEW, this is definitely the one for you. So what have I been up to since we last sort of spoke, besides watching wrestling? (laughs) Not a great deal, because I've been absolutely absorbed in the world of wrestling, if I'm honest been working as we all do but like now i'm so excited to talk about wrestling because it's just been a crazy week and especially with everything aew and we'll get into all of those bits obviously you've kind of got the head in a cell pay-per-view which i need to kind of watch and catch up on so if you're listening to this um it's out i need to watch it i didn't watch it live because i'm in england and i didn't want to stay up late for that pay-per-view and I'm recording this early doors the next day following that. So I will catch up on that and either do an episode later on in the week or maybe next week we'll catch up depending on, on what's happened there. Maybe if Bray Wyatt's come back, I might might get a little excited and do some extra content for you guys. But mainly I've just been all AEW, all AEW. So we watched Double On Offing. You guys will have watched it too. A great card, over four hours long, maybe even five. I don't know the exact runtime of it. But for me, like I said in the previous week, the build-up for matches weren't necessarily there. And you know that they're going to put on a good show. And I think they did. And some of those matches that I said would be absolute bangers were absolute bangers. But the ones that I want to kind of focus on today, we've got a couple. And I want to start with the world title picture. So obviously we had CM Punk versus Hangman Adam Page for the world title and I said going into this that my hype wasn't where I wanted it to be. CM Punk's come back after 10 years off and been building to this for seven months realistically taking on different challenges and working his way up through the rankings and this should have felt like more of a seminal moment to me and Hangman should have it should have felt, mm, there should have been more heft to it, that the title was going to be taken away from him, and that, that is what happened here, for those of you who don't know, but I imagine you have seen it if you're listening to this. CM Punk goes over, he takes the title, and the match in and of itself was very good. They're both very good workers, and I enjoyed it, but again, that, that moment for me, Punk winning the title, should have had so much more emotional weight, and I think after the fact, And seeing the look on his face and seeing him cut promos on Dynamite, that's when it started to resonate more. And you go, yes, this is what we want, this is what we need. And I feel they did sell us short on the build-up to what could have been an absolutely outstanding payoff. But I guess, you know, they're allowed to, to not necessarily drop the ball, but they're allowed to not get it perfect every single time. And sometimes good enough is good enough. And I think here it was good enough. Was it a good move putting it on Punk? That remains to be seen. So obviously, like I said, after the fact, I felt that emotion sort of starting to resonate more with the AEW fans of this run of Punk being champions is going to be something special. They put up the graphic for the Dynamite match with Punk and FTR and you kind of went, oh, I didn't even know I wanted that till right now and I absolutely need that in my life. And where are we going to go longer term with this? Obviously, we had Forbidden Door and Punk, being Punk quickly, trying to sell that. You have know, Tadahashi come out and you're like, oh, OK, right, great, we're moving on to this. But you could sense there was going to be something special of this, this run of what was to come, what we're going to see. And you could feel that excitement of entering this new era or this new title run with Punk. And that's not a knock on the match, or not a knock on things that have happened in the past, and my Pages run. But you could really feel that bubbling up and that excitement coming, and it's a real shame that then on Rampage, Punk comes out because a very emotional promo. Like he's very good with promos anyway, but you could you could see that he was genuinely upset that he's going to have to take some time off for some surgery because he'd injured himself on Dynamite. Again, a great shame because. Like I say, you could that sense of anticipation was palpable of what was going to happen with this run. Yes, I do think, touch wood, he's going to make a full recovery and come back. And we're going to get to see that run, and if anything, it might add another layer to the storytelling of when he comes back, and that in and of itself is going to be amazing. At this moment in time, not sure how long he's going to be out for, but he needs surgery, so he's a little bit older. It's going to take some time for him to recover and come back. So was it a good move putting the title on him? Yes, realistically it was. You can't predict injuries, unfortunately. This is wrestling, people are going to get hurt. People always say it's not ballet dancing, but if you've ever done ballet dancing, you can get hurt doing that. And it's ruthless, especially if you're a Russian dancer, but that's beside the point. That's beside the point, people. So yes, I do think it was a good move putting it him on it. Am I absolutely good that he's got this injury and he's going to have to take some time away? Absolutely sucks, like, no two ways about it, that sucks, now we're getting some sort of convoluted battle royal number one contenders thing going on, so they'll go on to face the number one ranked guy and John Moxley, and then they go on to Forbidden Door, and so is it someone from New Japan going to be the World Heavyweight Champion? No. So, not quite sure what direction they're going to go in this, which kind of brings us on to the next match and the next thing that happened in Double or Nothing and around Double or Nothing weekend. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're probably like, why didn't you start with this? This is all anyone cares about in wrestling at the moment. It's obviously everything involving MJF. And the reason I mention it here is because I'm seeing a lot of things online that MJF needs to win this battle royal to um, go on to get a shot at the AEW title. But how do we get there, and, and what does that look like, and do I agree with that? We'll come back to that. So the MJF stuff, you'll all know, again, if you're listening to this, you've had your ear to the ground. I don't think you need your ear to the ground to have heard about this. I'm sure every man and his dog has heard about this. So leading into double off offing MJF no-shows a fan signing a meet-and-greet. No-shows it. Lots of reports from Fightful Select and some great outlets reporting that MJF's not shown his event, and actually there's been a flight booked in his name to leave Las Vegas, which was where Double nothing was going to be held. He has not then got on that plane, and that was reported. So, again, Fightful doing a great job. Sean Ross Sapp doing his thing, reporting all of this, keeping everyone up to date with what's going on there. So the, the the feeling was: Is he going to show? Is he going to come? Is he going to put Wardlow over? What's happening here? A lot of confusion. Apparently, backstage heat is well around this. People saying it's not professional, and all of this sort of thing. Fans sort of saying the same thing. If you listen to last week's podcast before doubling off in, I said there's part of this that is a work MJF is on another level with this kind of thing, and I do think that some of this has definitely been heightened as a work do I think there's certain areas with all of this stuff where he's probably a bit annoyed with the situation in AEW he wants more money he deserves more money and I agree with that do I think he knows how to one play the media absolutely do I think he knows how to work the locker room absolutely which leads into him working the media in some some regards do I think he's very intelligent and knows what's going to get the attention of the people that hire up that are eventually going to give him that money? And does he know exactly what's going to drive fans crazy to do all of those other things as well? So it all goes hand in hand there. And I think MJF is that level of intelligence that he has the ability to do that. And I think he's done that a little bit here. And like I said on that podcast, I did believe he was going to turn up I did believe he was going to go and do the job and he was going to put Wardlow over. And that's exactly what he did. And he's very clever in how he does that. Obviously, the build to the Wardlow stuff was great. The match itself was great. MJF is a student of professional wrestling. And because he knew that we're all thinking, well, is he going to go away for a bit? What's going to happen here? Obviously, there's stuff going on backstage that we're not privy to. He's obviously not happy with his contract situation. And... He gets destroyed, puts Wardlow over. But the nice little touch that he did was being put on a stretcher. Granted, they put the the oxygen mask over his eyes because his eyes need oxygen, not his mouth. Fair play. Great acting there. But that's beside the point. What MJF did there by having that, and I assume, and I think we can all assume it's MJF who put this touch in, to have that put in is very... Old school wrestling, the territorial days. So, when someone was leaving a the territory, they'd lose a match in crazy fashion, they'd put over the next star and they'd be stretched out, not to be seen again in months, because that's how it worked. They'd move on to another territory and they'd work over there and they'd leave this new guy, new star, to run this territory. And that's what they'd do. And that, again, student being, student, MJF being a student of the game and really understanding the history of pro wrestling. And he also knows that we know the history of pro wrestling as fans. So he did that as a little wrinkle to be like, look, maybe I'm going away for a while. And even if you don't get that, you get, oh, he's clearly injured. So if he's not on TV, you kind of see that as well. So it works on multiple levels. It's very, very clever. But then we go into Dynamite and leading into Dynamite, you assume MJF probably not going to be on the show um, because of the things that I've just mentioned but then leading into the show we had graphics um tweeted out that MJF was going to be talking so immediately everyone is like okay this is wild what's he going to what's he going to say what's he going to do like why are they kind of doing this it was like they'd written him off a little bit like what's happening here so what what's the crack what's going on and then so, obviously, the anticipation's heightened. But then we get what I think is, in my opinion, one of the greatest promos in the last 10 years, at least. Like, this is one of those promos, regardless of what happens now, will be remembered in wrestling history. And I don't think it's farcical to say that. I think that's accurate. And, yes, there's, obviously, it's news. That there's that sort of, like, recency bias with it because we're all invested in it right now, but I think when you go back and look at this, this is one of those moments that will be replayed and people will talk about for years and years to come. And we're living that history now, and I love it. When you see wrestling history and you know you're watching wrestling history that people are going to talk about for years down the line, there's nothing better, in my opinion. And this promo was a piece of wrestling history. Now, MJF comes out does the cut the music, the standard thing, gets in the ring, he's got his scarf on, but he kind of he looks at the camera and he's like, look, this is Maxwell Friedman talking, not MJF. So he's obviously going, look, I'm going to do a shoot promo here, here we go. And he goes in, and he goes in hard, and he calls Tony an effing and mark and all of this and screaming down the camera. I can't do it justice, obviously, just go and watch it. I'm pretty sure you'll have seen it already because it's outstanding, it's everywhere. I have posted it on my Instagram deep 316 if you want to go check out the content there but everything he says here he takes shots at tony in the back not paying him what he's worth he takes shots at the people in the back not all trying to take his spot all whining all moaning all getting their shots he's not getting what he needs again taking more shots at tony calm saying you're paying these WWE guys absorbance amounts I'm the one who's carrying the show, I need to be paid more, maybe you pay me more if I was an ex-WWE guy and all of these kind of things. And he ends it by basically screaming into the camera, I want you to effing fire me, Tony, you effing Mark, fire me, fire me. They cut the mic very similar to the pipe bomb that CM Punk cut. And then the screen face of black... And what they end up doing there is when they come back, they don't really reference it again. So you're already thinking, is this, this, was this a work? Was it a shoot? I land somewhere in the middle of it's a bit of a work shoot. And you'll notice that with me. I like to take the middle road. The answer is usually somewhere in the middle, but I do think that's a work shoot. I think, yes, he's got those grievances. And Tony's gone, look, go out there. A grievances, let's go, let's have it. And do I think he's probably cleared some of that in the back? Yes. Do I think he cleared all of it? No. Nope. And that's where it's it's almost beautiful. But again, this is where AEW and the MJF in particular, I think, are very, very clever. So the world of wrestling has fundamentally changed. And that promo back in the day would have been cut, would have been delivered, they'd have cut it off. We wouldn't have seen what happened in the building. We'd have all speculated there'd have been some rumblings, but we wouldn't know what happened in the building afterwards. Whereas now, there's everyone's got a camera, and a storyline this hot, and this emotional, and this potentially real, everyone's going to be filming it. People are filming, like, single-arm drag takeovers, so they're filming this. And what they did here is... Yes, they caught his mic and he's getting annoyed and then obviously like the cameras are are off. But the cameras are still on, like I say, people are filming it. I think AEW know this. I think MJF knows this because, again, he's ahead of the game. He's very, very clever. And you then have CM Punk come down to the ring, still kind of in his ring gear, like half on, half off because he was in the match before this on Dynamite, to come down, come down to the ring and it would make sense that he'd come down to the ring because he's clearly... He'd just worked a programme with him. He's been in similar situations where he feels like this, feels annoyed about something in the wants to have his grievances, he'd cut his own pipe bomb bomb in the past. And you have that and MJF storms off out the ring. You look as well up the ramp. You've got Nick Jackson, I think it is, shaking his head, like, What are you doing at the top? Like you can see that as well. Again, someone who's an E V P of the company doing that. Being there and sort of being like, Come on, Mac, like what are you doing? But I think KW's privy to... We're all going to see that. And we're all going to read into that. Because you've got... CM Punk essentially breaking character... Because he technically hates MJF. So you think this is real. But you've also... And you you see that you've got the EVP... Of Matt or Nick Jackson. I can't remember. Apologies. Um, So at the top of the ramp. So you see that. And we all know this. And we all see this. And we all see that interaction. So it makes it feel even more real. And again... Do I think that they've planned that... To a certain extent... Yes, I feel like it. I just feel like is so far above where we're at that he said, "Look, guys, this is what I'm going to do. It's going to be, it's going to get rough out there. I'm going to kick off. Like here's here's the points that I'm going to say. This is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to be. You're going to end up cutting the cameras. Duh, 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 duh. Look, people are going to be filming. You guys come out. Here are the different layers to that. And again, I think." Down the line, and I really hope this is the case that we get something where almost CM Punk comes back. Or oh, this is, might have been the way they were going before he's injured. That CM Punk with that title almost becomes that John Cena, and MJF becomes the CM Punk in that scenario. Of, I'm going to get the belt, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to go. I'm going to put it in my fridge. Hopefully, you all get that reference, and that would have been some some of the best storytelling. I would have ever said if they can get to that from this unbelievable do I think that's where they're going to go I don't know I actually don't know and that is why this is brilliant what I love wrestling at best is where you can have these things have these opinions wonder where it's going to go but fundamentally not know when it's locked in you go yeah it's going to go this way and it goes that way alright okay whereas this I don't know where it's going to go I don't know what's going to happen next and I'm completely enthralled with it. And having someone like MJ who can take us down this road, who you know everything, and I mean everything, he touches turns to gold. He's not making up when he says that. And this will just get better and get better. And I hope that's what happens here. My only concern now is because it's a work shoot. In some regards, it's it's hard to, to know exactly. And this is me going, I don't know what you do next from this point. If you look online, MJF's merch has been taken off AEW.com, he's been taken off the roster. I don't know how you play this to make it still feel real and not feel convoluted. Cause if you have MJF kind of running in the building and being like, oh, I'm not part of this, but I'm here. like, I don't know, that just doesn't feel like MJF to me. And I don't know quite how they do that and what the next move is from here. But again, it might not even be on television the next move. It might be something that happens at a meet and greet a fan convention. He goes on, Ariel hawani again, and says, look, I need some. I need to air this shit here at a place where I'm not going to get cut off a mic. I came to you last time without my boss's approval, and I'm going to do that again, and this is where I'm going to cut the promo. This is not even the promo. This is where I'm going to air my grievances. Cards on the table. This is what I think. This is what needs to happen. X Y Z, ...and that's what moves the story forward... ...and again, this is all fascinating... ...this is on new ground, realistically... ...I think MJF, like I say... ...he's just a cut above... ...he understands that... ...if he goes and does something on the Ari Hawani show... ...everyone's going to pay attention to it... ...they might not go and watch the whole show... ...but they'll hear about it... ...the wrestling media is too powerful... ...there's so much of it now... ...and I don't just mean... ...people are reporting the headlines... I mean, people like myself, I'm talking about it now. You've got, what culture are you are talking about? You've got cult Holic, you've got wrestle talk. like whoever you're into, there's hundreds of them out there and they'll get that word out and he knows that. So potentially he could go down that route. You just don't know. And again, that's what makes this excited. Anything could happen from here on in with this. Do I think he's going to go WWE? No, he can't do that right now. He's under contract, hence why you've got to kind of make the point that he wants to be fired and be released from that contract. Do they do a Brian Pillman and they he goes to Tony Khan and goes, look, release me, WWE will take me, I'll go over there for, I'll sign a year's contract and I'll come back and I'll be bigger and better than ever. Could that happen? Could he, like I say, do the Brian Pillman and convince Tony Khan to do that and then actually stay at WWE? I don't know. But again, that's what makes this all exciting. We can have so many different theories on it, and I just don't know where it'll go. And it's exciting because you've got, like I say, one of the best to do it, and he's going to go and do something. And whatever happens, even if this is a complete shoot, and he's gone out there and he run his mouth, and hey, we go. Nope, that's it. We're taking you off the roster. Online, get rid of your merch. You're going to sit home. We're going to pay you bare minimum, and we're going to see out your contract till twenty twenty four. And that could realistically happen and they could just, no, nope, no one's going to talk about MJF. We're not going to give him a spotlight. And then he, see what he does. See what he he does with that. Again, these are all things that could happen. Do I think that's the route that's going to happen now? Like I say, I think it's a work shoot and I think we'll be getting more MJF because it's the biggest storyline in wrestling right now. And that in and of itself is great for AEW and AEW TV. So we'll see what they do with that. Am I glad deep down that this is hopefully going to just give MJF even more star power, more credibility, more money in his pocket? Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's absolutely brilliant. I think that's what he needs. And that's what he'll get. And he's probably already got it to some degree think reports are that he's he has been given more than when he first started. Just forgive me because I forget the report. Who reported that? But when he first started, he started on the basic contract and he has been moved up. But he's not on the same level as money as these X WWE guys. That's what's being reported at the moment. So if he gets more money out of this, great. So to come back full circle, that's where we are with the MJS stuff. And then you've got the. CM so yeah, Punk not having the the title are they going to somehow write him into this battle royal I don't know how I feel about that if I'm honest there's, there's calls for that from a few people online but I don't I don't know how you do it to make it feel reasonable like oh like he's kicked off of Tony Khan Tony Khan said get in this battle royal mate like here look you can have a shot at the title that's going to make you feel better you win the title we pay you more money that sort of thing, I don't know. To me, that feels a little bit disingenuous. But are there ways that I can't think of that could make this feel genuine and and work for it? Yeah, I'm sure there are. They're much better at this than I am. I'm not the one who's writing this TV. I'm the one who consumes it and enjoys it. And when they get it right, oh, do they get it right? Why am a huge AEW fan? So we'll see how that plays out. But I'd like to know what what you guys think. So if you want to chat with me, head over to my Instagram, at 316 Drop me a message on there and I'll get back to you. Now, while I've got your attention, if you're listening this far, hopefully you've enjoyed the show. I have started a Patreon page. Which you can also find links to on my instagram at d three sixteen but if you want to go straight to patreon, it's German it's just patreon forward slash German suplex not that you're typing in the u r l because nobody does that, but I'll put a link in the description of this somewhere as well so you can you can see that and and have a look and and check it out and Thank you for listening like this is something that i'm super passionate about, as you can probably tell. I've sat down and talked for a good sort of half an hour around just m j. f alone And I want to do more of this, and Patreon would help me do that. And I just want to get this out to as many people as possible so that we can all kind of interact and enjoy wrestling together because I'm a man in my 30s. There's not that many people around me that want to talk wrestling all the time. So it's nice to have a community around me that wants to do that. So thank you ever so much for listening. Whatever you're doing, have a great day. Stay awesome, and we'll get together again soon. Thanks very much. Like I just said, thank you so much. If somehow you have got to the end, drop me a DM, deets316, drop me a DM and send me the word cabbage and I'll do something special for you. How does that sound? So, again, it means the world to me that anyone's listening to this and, again, if you've listened this far, that really, really does mean the world to me and hopefully you've enjoyed the show. We'll catch up again soon on German Suplex with me, Dieter Wiener.